I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. Hello, hello. Hola. Sister. Yeah, I was saying hello to you. (laughs) Hello to the listeners. It's a hello to everybody. Oh, okay. Hello, hello. (laughs) Oh my gosh, how are we doing today? We're doing. How are you? I am also doing school starts this week, so... I'm just trying to mentally prepare myself for that. I still don't feel like I'm fully ready, but it's coming anyway. Right, exactly. So here we are, but I'm excited to talk about this. So friends, even though this is not necessarily what anyone voted for us to talk about, we thought it made sense because it's current and it is something that pertains to Vanderpump rules. So today we're going to be talking about the three-part interview that Bethany Frankel did with Rachel slash Raquel from Vanderpump Rules, talking about her perspective on Sandoval. This is really the first time that she has said anything outside of the Bravo sphere. And so I think it's very interesting that she chose Bethany, that it's happening when it's happening. So yeah, but we'll get into all of that. So for the people who don't know, Bethany Frankel was a star of The Real Housewives of New York City in its prior iteration with its prior cast. So if you're new to Roni, the people that are on it were not the people that were originally on it, but it's okay because this group is really awesome. Uh, But she was one of the OG Housewives. Real Housewives of New York was the second of the Real Housewives franchise. And she was one of the breakout stars. At the time, she was unmarried. She didn't have children. She was dating this guy, trying to figure out where it was going. She was kind of scrappy. She didn't have as much money as everybody else, and you knew it. And she was just trying to figure out how to make it in the world. So fast forward to... Really, I think around season three of Real Housewives of New York, she developed the Skinny Girl Cocktail, which you've probably seen before. Um, She has a lot of other products, but she really made the bulk of her money off of the alcohol sales. And so she sold her Skinny Girl brand to Jim Beam and made what I have seen reported as $100 million. So she came up, right, she came up real quick (laughs) from selling this brand to them. And so from there, she transitioned into the housewife with the most money, the most cachet. She got her own show following the marriage and then divorce of her and her husband, Jason, um, the birth of her daughter, Bryn. And she had a talk show for a little bit. It didn't do very well. She also didn't like it. And so she came back to the Real Housewives of New York in season seven, and I think stayed on through season like 10 or 11 and then left and has been very vocal about why she left and just kind of wanting to for her own path and do her own thing. 
And she got a lot of different fan reactions on the show the second time around because pre-marriage, pre-daughter, Bethany was like light bright. She was witty. She was kind of like the Greek chorus of the cast. Everyone really liked her and cared about her opinion and thought what she had to say was really funny. And then she came back and she was just heavier, which I mean, she had a lot of stuff that she went through. I think she's now finally divorced from her husband, but they were only married for like a couple of years and it took them, I think, 10 maybe plus years to actually get divorced and settle a custody agreement. So she's had a lot going on. She also had her own show on HBO Max called The Big Shot with Bethany, where she was looking for a new, like, I think, chief operations person. Um I actually liked the show, thought it was interesting. She apparently has pitched a lot of different shows to Bravo and other networks, and this was the only one I think that got picked up. So (laughs) there's that. Um, She also has a couple of podcasts, um, one called Rewives, where she rewatches different episodes of Real Housewives and brings on different guests who are sometimes a part of the Bravo sphere, sometimes not related, and just kind of talks with them about it. But she also has another podcast called Just Be With Bethany, which is the topic of today's discussion. Um, She has a lot of hot takes on there, a lot of things that I don't agree with, which is really sad because Bethany used to be one of my favorite housewives. And now I just feel like, you know, how they said, I can't remember what that was in. Maybe it was like, oh, it was in Batman when Two-Face becomes like a character and, you know, you watch your watch people long enough to see them become the hero. And then if you watch them even longer, they become the villain, something like that. I butchered that quote, but essentially Mm -hmm. she has had, yeah, she's just in a very different place than she was initially. So that's a little bit about her. Um, Jalen, do you want to tell the people who Raquel are for the people who don't know her yet? Raquel is, let me refrain from calling her names. I'm really trying to work on myself. Um, Raquel is the former beauty pageant girl who did not win any beauty pageants based on what we have now learned. (laughs) Um, and she knew early on in life that she wanted to be Miss America, which is great because we all have aspirations. You know, if if it were up to me, I would be Erica Badu, but (laughs) I knew from a young age that that was never going to happen. It's not realistic. So Raquel never got that memo. So she continued to try to win at beauty pageants and she failed epically. So yes, we are introduced to Raquel in what season, what, five, six? I think it's five. I think it's season five. Yeah. Yeah. We're introduced to Raquel in season five. She is dating James busboy turned dj also <laughs> known as Kristen doty's ex um she claimed that the way they met was organic however what we know now is it really wasn't that organic and she was pretty much a groupie so there's that so on our just to keep everybody you know up to speed we've got a beauty pageant and a groupie now vibing to be on reality television. And so here we are. So when we first met Raquel, she was like, I won't even say sweet. She seemed, and I'm not calling her this, but she seemed 
moronic. Hmm. She seemed like, isn't that a word? No, yeah, it is. I'm just listening. (laughs) She seemed like she doesn't really have like two brain cells to rub together. Lala might have even actually told her that to her face, which Mm -hmm. badass, but that's Lala. Hashtag badass. Um, So, yeah, so she comes in, you know, this shy girl, sweet girl. I'm just loving living life and James is my everything. Um, And then also in the beginning of their relationship, there were lots of rumors that James had cheated on her with several different women. We do come to find out in this past season that James and Lala, they hooked up prior to him being with Raquel. But then we find out in season 10 that they also hooked up while him and Raquel were together, which, as Lala pointed out, or maybe somebody pointed out, Raquel said it wasn't until she moved in with James that they considered themselves quote-unquote official, so it really doesn't matter because at the time that James and Lala hooked up, when Raquel and James were together, Raquel wasn't living with James. So supposedly, from Raquel's point of view, it was kind of free game until she moved in. So there's that. Um, Raquel, no one liked her except literally Ariana. Well, maybe Sheena liked her from the beginning, too. Um, remember honestly she was kind of like a non-factor because that's when sheena was still trying to be best friends with the witch and that was just a roller coaster of hot mess per usual Hmm. so yeah no one liked raquel um really except ariana ariana was the only person and james and hell james wasn't even that nice to her ariana was the only person who was truly nice to raquel from the beginning um yeah so it's you know, she made the statement in this podcast with Bethany, which we'll get into it, that she doesn't understand why this is such a big deal because her and Ariana weren't best friends. They were just acquaintances. And I was like, oh, hmm. okay. So yeah, um, we have seen her and this is why Raquel, what Raquel also doesn't understand why people consider her diabolical or why they called her diabolical was because you put on this front for four seasons that you were just this beauty queen, You know, you didn't know how to add two plus two, even when using um, manipulatives and that all you cared about was, you know, your dog and James. And that was it. Like you seemed really simple. You portrayed yourself as really basic. Um, And so it was extremely shocking to everyone when we find out that you have been having a seven month long affair with Ariana's life partner of 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that's Raquel. Really no identity. Just, you know, basic. Yeah, and she also, prior to this, was engaged to James, and Tom helped James plan slash fund the engagement party and proposal, and Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) basically, and I feel like this is Tom and Ariana's really, like, their mo on the show they are always the people that are going to give people a second chance typically because when everyone was writing off james and lala tom and ariana were right there and same goes for raquel when people wrote her off even people that tom and ariana were friends with they were still like no she doesn't deserve to be treated like that she's still a person what have you so yeah it's very interesting to see now where we have landed with her and so we learned i think maybe either late last week or early this week that she was doing this interview with bethany which was very interesting because 
Bethany as a person is very outspoken. It's probably the kindest way that I could put it. And she is known again for just really saying whatever, mention it all. That's one of her taglines from Real Housewives of um, New York because she will mention it all. And so mm-hmm. when I think about the fact that out of all the people in the world that have a podcast, people who would have been better equipped, who would have been potentially more impartial, Bethany is not the one, two, three, ten. The top 50 of people that I would have picked to do an interview with if I wanted to get my side of the story out because one, Bethany, as she mentions multiple times, has never watched Vanderpump Rules prior to this Please, situation. Mm-hmm. For Bethany and Howie Mandel, mm. why are you interviewing people to talk about a subject that you have no context context of? That makes no fucking sense because they're users that's why yes but tom and what's that girl's name rachel raquel like Mm -hmm. did y'all seek out these people who don't have background information because they're not going to be able to pull out the fucking receipts probably Probably. yeah and it's just like y'all y'all are fucking dumb like if people didn't like you before you're not helping yourselves you're not helping yourselves but that's keep going no, but that's what I was going to say, though. I think that it's insane to pick someone who doesn't even watch the show to be the person that interviews you about largely what happened on the show. So Bethany mm-hmm. comes in and is like, oh, yeah, I watched the reunion and they were so mean to you and blah, 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 which, again, we'll talk about this later. But Bethany, you have said lots of shit to people over the course of your time on television. So you talking about people being mean to other people? Mm -mm, no ma'am and you were in your 30s when you started doing that shit so sorry and Mm -hmm. two like to openly say i didn't do my research i didn't try to understand the situation outside of just the basic details that i know about it that just makes you seem unprepared which is not typically what i would say of bethany especially because she appears to be a really shrewd businesswoman but Based on this, I don't know. Maybe she's just got some good people around her. And, you know, that was probably her approach on purpose. Same thing for Howie Mandel, I feel like. They are probably just like, the people cheated. Who cares? People cheat all the time. And it's like, yes, there are 10 seasons of Vanderpump Rules. And yes, to understand the gravity of this moment in time, you do have to watch it from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're just thinking it can't be that deep. So, like, what's the issue? And it's like, no, it is that fucking deep. That's the issue. Right. Right. And again, because in all of the other situations, excluding Sheena, which her situation happened before the show, no one was cheating with anyone for an extended period of time. At all. It was maybe like a one, two time situation. Jackson Faith, I was still not sure, but it didn't seem to be that long. Mm -hmm. This shit happening over the course of seven months with people who... Not only did you consider friends to whatever extent, but you were friends with her and her dude. You hung out with them. You spent time at their home when they were both there, when Ariana even wasn't there. And she trusted you with that. You stayed the night there and she trusted you with that. And for you to betray her trust like that, it's just not cool. And regardless of you feeling like you may or may not get rewarded for bad behavior in this environment, you still got to know when right is wrong, when right is right and wrong is wrong. And this doesn't change that. 
at all. And so for her to say that like, oh, people were rewarded for that, blah, blah, blah. They still had to answer for what they did. Exactly, Raquel. And you being the fangirl that you are, I'm sure you watched all of Vanderpump Rules before you met James. So I'm sure that you saw all of this go down. So regardless of if they got celebrated for it because it's their job to make good reality TV, before their job, they're fucking human beings. So yes, you still have to answer for the shitty shit that you do on national fucking television that you fucking signed a contract for, regardless of what's happened in the past, regardless of how big your paycheck is because you do something fucked up. You Mm -hmm. still to answer for the human being part of you period and the people you hurt exactly because you hurt a lot of people and so did tom and that was another piece that bethany said well why are you getting so much hate and tom isn't i was like bitch what have you been listening to because tom is getting way more than she ever got and i think what the i think where people are getting it twisted which rachel Lala, when you were calling her a mistress for the first eight episodes and she pulled you outside on her birthday, Mm. try to explain to you that Mm -hmm. the woman always gets the short end of the stick. I'm glad that you have now gotten to experience that because like Lala said at the reunion, or no, who said it? Ariana said at the reunion. It's hard for you to come up with an original thought. And it seems like you can't process things unless you've actually experienced it. So now that you've experienced the backlash that women get being the mistress, I hope now that you can issue an apology the way that you need to for the shit that you were saying in that moment. However, where was I going with this? We were talking about, oh, how how Tom doesn't get as much shit as Raquel. Uh I think it's just that Tom doesn't care. Not to say that he doesn't care at all, but like to him, probably thinking all press is good press regardless of yeah. what the press is and so he's just like well I'm gonna still be out here living my life I'm still gonna have these shitty ass concerts and these random ass parks where it looks like it's sold out but it's really just people coming to the park because that's what they do um <laughs> whereas Rachel has been locked away you know in a fucking ivory tower for the past four months so it may seem like Tom's not getting as much shit he just doesn't give a fuck I mean, I truly think that's what it is. I think they're just choosing to cope with it very, very differently. And, you know, I I can't fault either of them for how they have coped with it. But it's just, you're seeing two very different reactions to the situation. So, yeah. But to get into the nuts and bolts. So, in part one, (laughs) Bethany basically is just kind of like, trying to learn a little bit more about the situation and so Raquel kind of gives her whole backstory and says that the affair was essentially her way of coping with ending her relationship with James which I find to be an interesting choice considering not only were you having this affair with Tom you also dated Peter who is friends Mm -hmm. with James you also try to hook up with Tom Schwartz, who was getting a divorce from Katie, who was also friends with James. So you're telling me that the only dudes that you thought made sense to try to like have a thing with were people in your current group? Okay, whatever, sure. Right. And maybe that was for the show. She didn't speak to that, but I'm just saying, looks like there's a little bit of a pattern there, my girl. 
And then she also talks about the name changing thing and how she basically did that when she was super young and it just kind of stuck with her friends, but not with her family. And I thought that that was interesting because, you know, I was thinking about Jax specifically and Lala and how they have different names, you know, like Jax Taylor, totally unrelated to his actual name. And Lala Kent, Lala I know is a nickname, but the Kent part is like just different. But they also, like Jax was a model. Lala was... Or is an actress because she is active. She's been in films. She's got an IMDb. And I'm like, Rachel, as a future Miss America, why did you feel the need to change your name and just your first name? And then you still haven't changed the shit on Instagram. So like you're going by Rachel now, but your name on Instagram is still Raquel Levis. Like, what? Right. Right. And just because, you know, I love Lala and everything Lala does, I hope she never <laughs> does anything to me not like her. Even though I want <laughs> Podcast recently she talked about how much she like likes taylor swift and i was like Ooh. well there had to be something cringe but i'll accept it but i think <laughs> lala um i don't know if she did it after her father passed away mm-hmm. but she officially changed her middle name to kent because oh. that's her dad's last name yeah uh, i don't know what her for but okay. yeah elizabeth so, oh okay lauren yeah. elizabeth burningham got it Yep. And then so Ocean's middle name is also Kent. Ocean oh, Kent. cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think she did that like as a way to honor her dad. Oh. Yeah. But she was going by Lala Kent before. So, you know, it was probably just, you know, stage name like you're saying. But yeah. But again, was she fun. was modeling. She was trying to act. Like I want to say she maybe had acted pre-Vanderpump. I think so. And she had At definitely modeled. Film. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so I still think that that's interesting. And here's the deal. People change their names all the time. Like, I get it. I just think that, honestly, the part about the name changing that was funny was just that it was a friend of hers that called her out for it. That I think that's literally all that it was. Because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't actually make sense that or, like, matter that she changed her name. I just Mm -hmm. think it was, like, one other thing for people to latch on to, honestly. Yeah. And so then she talks about the love addiction and her journey into figuring out that that's kind of where she was at in therapy, which I think makes perfect sense. And the way that she described it, I get she confused intimacy with intensity and seeing how Tom is, like we said last episode, a shout out from the rooftops type of dude, that makes sense to me as to why she would think that the way he was showing up for her was love when it wasn't. So I 100% get that. And I'm glad that she has the clarity around that because hopefully that's not something that happens to her again. But like I mentioned, regardless of the fact that he was showing you all this attention, you knew this man was still in a relationship. And despite what he was telling you, you were friends enough with Ariana to know that she thought that they were still together. So the fact that you still try to like justify the seven months of cheating with him doesn't make sense to me. It just really doesn't. And again, with the lack of brain cells, if he is showing you all this attention while he still has a live-in life partner, what makes you think that that nigga really gives a fuck about you? Like, it just, it, common sense would tell me, okay, I can't take this guy seriously because he has a girlfriend that he lives with. 
regardless of if he tried to tell you, oh, we're breaking up or, oh, things haven't been good for so long, whatever the case may be, then how do you think he's going to do you if you guys were to ever be in a relationship and things aren't going well? Yeah, it reminds me honestly of Kim Zolciak with Big Papa because she thought that whole time he was going to get a divorce and he was like buying her Escalades and paying for her rent and all of this stuff. And then he never got a divorce. And I think is still happily married to his wife that he was with at the time that they were together. Yeah, I don't remember all that, but yeah, that sounds it's from similar. season one of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Gotcha. Because <laughs> that was her whole The Ring Didn't Mean a Thing song because he gave her like an engagement ring to say, oh, well, <laughs> it's yeah. funny. It's a whole thing. She was the only white cast like cast member on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So that should tell you enough about her yeah, okay. as a person. But yeah, she was funny. But yeah, and I just thought it was hilarious when she said that honesty is a core value that she wouldn't compromise anymore. I hope so, Raquel. I hope so. Because again, for you to be able to lie like that for that long, that's scary. That's scary. It's so, so scary. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't understand people who are weak-minded. I don't. I tr it's truly a disconnect for me. Because if honesty is your core value, regardless of the situation, I mean, unless you're like, I don't know, stealing pain medicine for your child because you don't have money, sure. like honesty should always matter mm -hmm. regardless of, you know, and like if honesty was your true core value, how could you accept Tom treating you the way he was treating you, showing you all this love when he was being dishonest to his partner of 10 fucking years. So it's mm -hmm. not even you were compromising your own honesty, but you were letting, you were living a lie with someone who was being dishonest to their life partner. So and you were also, also accepting that for yourself. And also making your, making you making you quote unquote be dishonest because she was talking about the whole like well, he didn't want us to tell her how long it had actually been and he didn't want anyone to know that I had come to visit him and his friends and family in St. Louis and whatever and I was just like and yeah and what yeah. you did it also people right. saw you so like yeah. jigs up there were pictures. right the fact that y'all thought you could continue to lie about that is just mind-boggling right it's not like st louis is in the middle of nowhere and maybe to y'all because you live in la but like st louis is a fairly big city right and people know who you all are because y'all have been on tv for a long time exactly and the, even even if he, they hadn't been on tv for a long time like the way that tom is just so fucking pompous about everything that he does they mm -hmm. would know him if he had been on vanderpump for one season or yep. all ten yeah so. exactly exactly and then she goes on to talk about how she feels like she's not getting compensated appropriately for her participation in scandal and that she feels like she should get more money because bravo is making bank tom is making bank according to her ariana's making bank so like why is she not getting the extra stuff and i was like you get paid what you get paid a because you already agreed to that and you choose you chose to now not come back for season 11 so you couldn't get paid anymore anyway now because you're not coming back and the network makes money off of everybody 
you are not the first person to participate in such a huge scandal. Jin Shaw, Erica Jane, Taylor Armstrong's husband died by suicide on the show. I mean, it wasn't shown, but like that happened while she was filming the show. So like, respectfully, why do you expect to get paid more money? Hell, Kyle called Kim an alcoholic to her face on camera. I mean, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you are not yeah. the only person that has experienced a really bad life event. And that was your decision. You chose to participate in this affair. So, like, you being upset that you're not getting more money? What? Yeah. And also, in her making that comment, it makes me wonder. So, did you do what you did to get a pay raise? Did Apparently. you or did you just think, okay, well, if I compromise my values this one time, this one season for these seven months, then I could really be out here flossing. Is that what you thought? Like, did you even care about having a relationship with Tom? Did you even care that you were wrecking a home? Like, did you care about any of that? Or were you just looking for a pay bump? I don't know. I, I guess I'm not really sure. So she then comments on the narrative being written because Bethany, I think is that it's at this point that she's talking about how people care so much about this and she doesn't understand why. And she's like, well, yeah, the narrative written is that I'm sleeping with my best friend's boyfriend and that makes it seem more salacious than it actually is. But Ariana and I weren't best friends. But then she goes on to discuss how awesome Ariana was to her the entire time that she was on the show. But you still thought sleeping with her dude was cool? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, Raquel. Yeah. And so, you know, I know at the end of season 10, we saw Ariana having that intimate conversation with Raquel about her and Tom's sex life. If you thought that you all weren't best friends, that was mm -hmm. clearly one-sided. The same mm -hmm. way that um, Tom thought that they were broken up. <laughs> one-sided because I can't knowing Ariana and then also her being a cancer mm. and me also being a cancer there's no way on mm -mm. God's green earth that she would have opened up to you about something so vulnerable something mm -mm. so intimate if she didn't feel like she could trust you like a best friend this bitch listened to you cry at your birthday camping trip about how you couldn't compete in pageants anymore and you were so upset about that and she actually like emoted with you, right. comforted you, but no, you weren't friends. You weren't friends. Right. Just right. knew her and hung out together in groups. Get the fuck out of here, Raquel. Which if that's the case, that's even worse because right. now you're also, you, so then what you're telling us is that you pretended to be that good of a friend to her mm. just to get close to Tom, which Ew. makes you even more fucking subhuman, diabolical piece of shit. Disgusting. Demented. All that shit that they said about you, it just validates it. So like Rachel, Raquel, whatever you want to be called, moving forward, just choose your words because you know now she's starting this podcast. Just oh choose your Just think before you, no, have someone think for you before you speak and then just speak what they tell you to speak because you on your own his poor job it's terrible and then she basically is like yeah they were my friends because i thought that they were friends but then they used things that i said against me and i was like 
Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. I would not consider someone a friend if they had done that to me either. However, you had to be friends enough to tell them the shit in the first place. Exactly. And at the end of the day, Raquel, like you, I, what she's not understanding is like that core group, they are true friends. Yeah. You're the one who fangirled your way into the group and ever since season five have been trying to be best friends with these people so it's like yeah they might say one thing to your face and say one thing behind your back because you all have not as you haven't been with them as long as some of the other people have you know and you really haven't been that like open and honest and Mm -mm. like we can never get a real vibe on like who is Raquel what is Raquel for because you just tolerate so much bullshit and then you give your pageant girl answer to explain it and it's like you're fake so Mm -hmm. yeah people are going to you know not ariana because she's she never was like oh i don't know about raquel ever 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 ever. not until this other people who say something to your face and then say something behind your back i mean not to say that they have a excuse but they do Well, and then when she was talking about Sheena and said she felt like Sheena was actually like one of her best friends, she Mm -hmm. was like, still though, I felt like Sheena and I had a reciprocal relationship, or as Bethany put it, which I thought was appropriate, quid pro quo. Lord, that word. Quid pro quo. So Rachel was like, yeah, I did pay rent when I stayed at Sheena's house. I, I did pet sit for her. And I appeared on her podcast, getting her the highest ratings that she's ever had. And in my mind, those are just things that you do for a friend. Yeah, I'm not going to stay in my friend's apartment for free. I'm going to pay her something. It may not be what she's paying for that place, but like, I'm going to pay her. Yes, I will pet sit your cat because the cat is there. I am there. The cat can't be with you because it's got mercury. You got a breastfeed. Makes total sense. And like, yeah, I would go on a friend's podcast. That is just being a friend. That's not me proving I have value to you and you giving me things in return. Like that is just what friendship is, in my opinion. But I guess not for her. Right, right. And then she talks about how her and Ariana never spent time together off camera, not in a group, so they weren't best friends. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I have some people in my life who I don't think I've ever spent one-on-one time with and not for any reason other than just like we like to do stuff together in a group. But like there's still people that I'm close to. There's still people that I would consider a best friend, but apparently not to Rachel because if you're not stuck up Rachel's butt, just one-on-one, you can't be best friends. It's just not possible. That doesn't even make any fucking sense. It's like, have you ever had friendships before? Right. But then also it's a two-way street. Like, right. would you have, did you ask Ariana to spend time together off camera? Mm. Like, and would you have even wanted to, because as we established earlier, it seems like you were just trying to pretend to be Ariana's friend so you could be close to Tom. Mm-hmm. So is it really Ariana's fault if y'all didn't spend time together off camera? Because you spent time with Tom off camera. So Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I remember when Ariana and Tom came to the puppy potty that no one else wanted to come to. Right. And all these other things that they did to you, they came to your fucking pageants, bro. Like, are you serious? Right. Are it's you great. kidding me? It's just insane. And again, they weren't friends, though. They weren't friends. Just let that be known. Nope. They were not friends. And the fact that 
Raquel still believes that Tom and Ariana's relationship had no longevity. Bitch, they were together for 10 years. What is more longevity than that? Right. Exactly. I mean, it's not like they were together for like a hot second. And also like, even if the dynamics of their relationship had changed, you could see in watching, I mean, what, probably like the first five or six episodes. I mean, you know, relationships aren't perfect. With you, When you've been with someone for 10 years, of course, there are going to be disagreements. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be dry spells. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. But at the end of the day, like when Tom came to that season two reunion with Ariana in hand, he was literally like you could tell he was so enamored by her. He was head over heels in love with her. And I think it's Tom's fault, you know, and, you know, to, to Raquel's defense ish, like Tom sold you this bullshit story, just like he sold Ariana when he was breaking up with Kristen. So, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, considering the conversations that you have with Ariana, and especially in that season 10, what should have been the season 10 finale, right? when you ask her explicitly, is this a relationship that you want to continue to be in? And she says, yes. End of story. What else, what else is the girl to do? What else can Ariana do? I don't know. And how do you actually know what their relationship was like when she was saying the whole thing about you know, they still live together and it's fine because they didn't actually like enjoy being in the relationship. They were just roommates or whatever. How do you know that? Because based on what we saw, at least from this season, it seemed like that was more of a recent development in their relationship because of the Mm -hmm. bar, because of Tom's band and you, which we just didn't know about that part. (laughs) But like, you know what I'm saying? You, you don't actually know what was happening. So for you to assume that just because Tom says X, Y, and Z, or just because this is how it's presented on the show, that's what you believe. You sat here and said to this podcast that you were just on, you can't believe everything you see on the show, but we're supposed to believe that? Sure, sure, Rachel. Okay, what the fuck ever. And I personally think that them living together may be more of a legal thing than anything. Them trying to figure out how do they both get out of the house with their own... um equity so that they can go on and do other things because like she mentioned tom has a lot of shit tied up in um schwartz and sandy's and so ariana needs to get out with her bag as well right Mm -hmm. yeah so then we fast forward to you know bethany which i was like bitch you were making this so fucking dramatic i just want to read i just pulled the transcript and i want to read to you some of the things that were said about you said to you Mm -hmm. and then as she's getting through the list of insults bethany's voice starts to quiver and i'm like there's no way this bitch is like pretending she's about to cry and then she's all like well you could have been my daughter if someone said this about my kid i'd be in jail well listen if you raise a daughter that would knowingly sleep Mm. with someone's life partner for seven months your daughter deserves to get a little backlash. You know, there's consequences to all of our actions. So regardless of how drastic you feel like those consequences should or should not be, that's not up to you to fucking decide because you're not the one who was hurt. Also, this shit was fresh. This reunion was filmed mere weeks 
after this all came to light and they had to film it and go through it again. So yeah, had this actually happened, I don't know, maybe in August and you had until March to chill the fuck out before they had to confront you about it, it may have gone down differently. But what the fuck did you expect? Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The fact that you didn't even see Ariana prior to the reunion, you should be thankful for. Because, girl, no woman, not even woman, no person who finds out that one of their friends has been sleeping with their partner for seven months, no one's going to handle that well or appropriately. That's just not a thing. The only person who would handle it well would be Raquel. Because she's just so emotionless. It's very, it's concerning. And I saw a post earlier on Instagram that said, Stassi said that um, Rachel is the scariest sociopath of all. And I'm like, she truly is. Because it's just like blank. It's like, are you home or are you not? Well, the thing is, I think, because she talks about this in part three, about how Andy was like, well, I thought that she was medicated because she just wasn't like emoting to respond, which I too at the time was like, yeah, maybe she is. I don't know, because I feel like you're on something that's just kind of like suppressing everything so you can handle it. But when I think about it more, she may have just been in a dissociative state because, you know, sometimes when people go through like really intense trauma and your body's trying to protect you from that. Your your brain does weird stuff. And so she may have just been there just like as a shell of herself because her body was trying to protect her from what she was feeling at that point because you're not supposed to experience those kinds of emotions. And so I could totally see a situation where she was just kind of like feeling very out of herself, not able to express the emotions in that space because she clearly didn't feel comfortable enough to do so. But then when she got back to the trailer and was alone and had time to really like let everything sink in and was then able to emote. I think that that's probably what actually was going on there versus it being like she's medicated or she's a sociopath. I don't think that that's what it is. I think it was literally just her trying to manage her feelings, manage showing up for her job, all that kind of stuff. So what's the excuse for seasons five through 10? Well, I think in those, she also might've felt the same way. Like if you're coming into this group of people who are so ready to just go toe to toe with anybody at any time, and she clearly was not prepared for that, she might've just been trying to like sit back and observe and then try to like figure out how to be in the group without people wanting to come at her all the time, especially because most of the reasons why people wanted to come at her were because of James. It wasn't because of anything she was doing until she started kind of like trying to come at Lala later on, but like they were pissed at him. And so she got a lot of that by proxy versus it being like Raquel fucked up. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know. She could be totally, she could be totally like masterminding all this shit. I have no idea really. Because again, she is a pageant girl and she's been trained to speak really well and have perfect answers for things. And so maybe that's not what was happening at all. I don't really know. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so... She also then talks about how she's been made a reality TV villain. And I'm like, no, you have not been made a villain. You made all of these choices. 
that made you look bad. That's all that it is. No one made you sleep with Tom for seven months. No one made you lie to Ariana and your other friends. No one made you do those things. You maybe thought that because you did those things, you were making a better show, quote unquote, but like, no, ma'am. And the fact that you still can't come to terms with that and just say that, that's why people are still mad about this. You have not at all really accepted like full responsibility for your part in this. Right. And until you do, people will continue to be pissed at you. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then we get into a little bit about how the affair actually comes out, the video of it all, which that shit was totally wrong. Sandoval should have never screen recorded her. That just, there's no excuse for that I whatsoever. Screen record you and you not know it. I don't I I think so. I think they can. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, clearly, but even if, even if she thought that he recorded it, I highly doubt she expected other people to see it. So I just feel like that's fucked up. And then I was thinking that it was kind of weird that she basically was like, I was in this affair with him for so long because we couldn't agree on a timeline. And I was like, why does that matter? Like, if you want to be out of it, just be out of it. Right. And Bethany questions the whole way that it came out. And did, you know, Tom's phone actually fall out of his pocket? Did Ariana actually just have an instinct and find it, whatever? Why the fuck would they coordinate a lie about that? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Like if they if everyone is saying the same thing happened, people who don't like each other, then there's no reason to not believe that that's what happened. Right. And like they I feel like they try to say something, do you really think Ariana picked up his phone? But it's mm-hmm. like again, after we've heard multiple accounts, the phone was given to Ariana from a mutual friend of her and Tom's. So, and yes, a woman's intuition is oftentimes not wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it probably was God finally just bringing all the dots together for us to be able to call it quits on Tom and Ariana. Exactly. And so Bethany then asks her how old she is and how many relationships she's had. And basically, she's only had the two, one including the relationship with James that she was in basically for like six years, which was a really long time. I didn't realize it had been that long. Um, But again, she got that relationship through being a groupie and wanting to be with a DJ and just happened to find one who also was on reality television. And so... She then talks about how she was so enamored with Tom and claims that no one else wanted to actually get to know her. But again, I'm like, bitch, you said you and Sheena were best friends. I would assume your best friend would want to get to know you, as I would assume any friend that you have would want to get to know you. And for all these people to have talked about wanting to spend time with you and everything, and even outside of the main cast, like Brittany wanted to get to know you when she was still on the show. Charlie wanted to get to know you. I mean, I just, I don't understand what you're saying. Or are you just looking back at everything now and questioning why people wanted to talk to you? Which I will answer for you. It's because you were fucking there. Right. And they were like, we might as well give this girl a chance because she's in the mix and she's clearly not going anywhere because she's been on the show for five seasons. So like, duh, eventually they're going to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah so so silly 
And so then that's really part one, which we got into a little bit of some of the other parts, but basically Mm -hmm. we then get into part two where she starts talking about how Sheena physically assaulted her. Raquel still claims that Sheena pushed her and punched her and through her phone, which Sheena admits to the pushing and the throwing of the phone. She has not admitted to the punching. So I think they're just going to continue to agree to disagree but she also pointed out, like, I don't understand how people are mad at me when Sheena assaulted me. And I was like, again, Raquel, because she assaulted you because you did something fucked up to her friend. I'm not saying that that's right. However, it makes sense to people. They get it. Assault is a sh- very aggressive. Like, white people, they is, they're just so damn extra when it comes to shit like this. It's just like in season two when Stassi slapped Kristen and I'm going to sue you like chill the fuck out. You fucked up. And again, all of your actions have consequences. Some of them may be physical. Just accept that and keep it pushing. (laughs) But again, violence is not the answer. However. Right. But if it happens, it happens. Yeah, it happened. And so then she confronted Tom about him recording her and that happened on camera. And apparently he stopped wanting to film Scandal after that because Tom said that Raquel made him look bad. And I was like, Tom, you already look terrible. No one thought that you were going to look good as a result of this. Then Bethany almost also comments that she didn't know that Tom owned bars. Are you fucking serious, Bethany? Again, like, that's just kind of like common knowledge at this point, but okay. Not a VPR fan, so why would she know? I guess. I did wonder, though, because she brought up the Bethany Clause and whatnot, does Bravo profit off the businesses featured? Huh. I don't see why they would, right? No. But when the way she explained it, it makes sense to me because like you're getting more exposure because you're on the show. And if you weren't on the show, you wouldn't necessarily have the same audience coming to whatever product or space that you have. So they get a cut of it. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know either. But that's mm-hmm. that's a good question. I mean, I guess they probably if they did, man, shit. Mm-hmm. That would be wild. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Really. Exactly. In, if that's the case. Man. And then Raquel says that Tom was offered a, a producer credit for season 11 because that was going to help him come back to the show, which Bravo has denied. Mm-hmm. Because really, sh- I mean, of all the people who have thrown hissy fits on Bravo, I highly doubt they're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's. Let's let's manage. Let's do with Tom. We, we can figure it out. We need Tom Sandoval that badly. Right. Yeah. They fired Mariah Huck off of her own show, Married to Medicine, that she created and brought to Bravo. They also oh. don't really show Whitney Settler Smith from Southern Charm, and he's an EP on that show. So why the fuck are they going to give Tom a producer credit? Right. If anyone should have gotten whatever, it should have been Jax. Why? Because, you know, that man, he had a lot of storylines that carried this for a long time. I would say between him and Kristen, if anyone should have gotten them, it should have been them. I guess that's why they've got their (laughs) spinoff. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe it is. 
But yeah, and then she goes on to say that, you know, no one on that show has my best interest in mind. Obviously. This is uh, a business, it's your, Raquel. It's your job. And on reality television at that, like, hell, in regular ass jobs, people don't have your back. So like here in this space where it's someone's literal job to make the cast do stupid shit, like clearly none of these people, I was t- telling mom this the other day, I was like, clearly none of these people have watched the show Unreal when it was mm-hmm. on Lifetime. Sure didn't. Because this is what producers do. Mm-hmm. So no, no one gives a fuck about your mental health. But it's not because it's you. It's just the name of the business. Right. Now, I will say, I do agree. And I think, I can't remember if she gets into it in this part or the next part. I do agree that there should be some, like, mental health supports in place for people on reality television. Because the death threats and the bullying and all that bullshit, like, one, I don't understand why anyone would take it to that level. I mean, we talk about this because we enjoy it. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, DM Raquel, like you know go harm yourself or something and so the people who do that it's just so weird to me i'm going Mm -hmm. to critique your actions for sure but i'm not going to say because you did this you should go do that like that's insane to me and i don't get that and so i do agree that there should be supports in place for these people to manage fame manage money but also manage like the backlash because i think social media plays a huge role in it and i think that's also part of why this has blown up in the way that it did because when all the other cheating scandals happened social media existed but not to the extent it exists now because i think all this other shit happened pre-tiktok and i think tiktok Mm -hmm. is really what got this like off the charts it wasn't just instagram and so i feel like that has been a lot of why people who never would have known about this before know about it is because of TikTok. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then they also move into talking about the ratings and how intense the ratings were for this season. And there was like 11 and a half million viewers in the 18 to 49 year old demographic, which is a key demographic for most networks, which was crazy. And apparently Alex Baskin said one of the show's producers or executive producers, I think that the show would have been canceled after season 10, according to Raquel, Um, which I would believe like it was still a good show, but it wasn't the same as it was when it started. And now that the ratings are where they are, Raquel essentially wants her piece of the pie. Right. Again, which is like, did you create this diabolical plan because you wanted more money or were you really, quote unquote, addicted to Tom? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So either way, either option is wrong. So I'm glad that she's not getting to profit. Sucks to suck. (laughs) Well, and then that's when Bethany goes into the transcript of the things that people said to Raquel at the um, reunion. And again, I would like to note, Bethany has said equally bad, if not worse things to people over less. Um, I mean, Luann, Sonia, Jill, Kelly Ben Simone, and those are just the people on her show. That's not even the people on other shows or just other random things that she comments about like all around. And again, those things all happened when Bethany was in her 30s and the things she says about people now are her currently in her 50s, I believe. So, you know, Bethany, I'm just saying you too 
have done similar. Now, again, I will say you weren't like dogpiling on somebody on a reunion. However, you still have said very vitriolic things yourself. And so it's somewhat hypocritical for you to say that. But okay, whatever. And, you know, Raquel was like, you know, I made a mistake. And I was like, well, maybe these people saying those things was a mistake. They were just reacting. And I don't know that Lala or Ariana and James, really anybody, I don't know if they would stand 100% by those things today. But again, you're thinking about where we were at at that time. This was very fresh. And so I just don't know what you thought was going to happen when you walked out onto that stage. And Tom had been getting it too, just as much as you, mm-hmm. or longer than you did. Yep. And yeah. so it's just weird. And then I know Bethany was talking about how, you know, typically the goal of a reunion should be conflict resolution. And I was like, I don't know what reunions you've been watching on Bravo, but those have not <laughs> been the goals of the ones that I've seen. Um, right. But again, there just hadn't been enough time for people to move on and be able to reflect. You were still in the thick of this and you were still with Tom at that point. Like you were quote unquote taking a break, but like y'all were like having break times together. You were in your trailer together. You both said you loved each other on camera at the reunion. How do you expect Mm -hmm. people to react to that? I just don't know what you thought was going to happen. Exactly. Right. And that's, and that's what like Ariana and her like solo interview with Andy prior to the reunion, she Mm -hmm. was like, you know, at the end of the day, yes, she loved Tom and trusted Tom, but like men are trash. But your girlfriends, you would never expect them to do something like that to you. So regardless if you were not, quote unquote, best friends, you were still friends enough to where you all wanted, you spent time together, regardless mm-hmm. if it was one-on-one or not. So yes, for your one of your inner circle girlfriends to be hooking up with your life partner that i mean not to say again that people deserve to be beat up on like they were but if the shoe fits also again i just don't know how you expected this to go i just don't i really really don't and then also for someone who wasn't best friends with ariana then if that were the case why would you think so a bitch who's not your best friend would allow you to join her and her partner as a thruple you dummy Yeah, it just, it makes literally no sense. And so we talked a little bit about this, but as we move into part three, she talks about, you know, the comments that Andy made about whether or not she was medicated. And then also um, Bethany is talking about, you know, how the audience has just digested what is being said to Rachel. And I was like, I mean, yeah, we hear worse stuff all the time. So it's not really like anything to me to hear those things again i think to sit there and hear it is very different than to watch it as an audience member and i do remember a lot of people being really like upset at how it was going and not being okay with it but at the same time what are we gonna do you know like we didn't know that was that was how it was gonna go prior to watching it and so there's that She also says that Rachel says that she was supposed to have a mental health advocate during the reunion and that that was taken away from her. And she thinks that's because she did the 
um, quick interview outside of that nail salon. I can't remember who it was. It might've been TMZ, I think. And so she assumes that that's why that was taken from her. I really hope that that's not true. I don't know why they would have taken away her mental health advocate if that was something that she was promised. But I would hope that if I were in that situation, that I would have had enough courage to say, I'm not filming this reunion without a mental health advocate if I felt that I needed one like that. I would just hope that I would be in the place to do that because, yeah, that's really shady if that's what happened. like. And yes, if that's what happened, that's extremely fucked up. Um, however, um, you are a big girl. So again, this goes back to my whole thing with people who are weak minded. I just don't, I don't get it because you are in more control than you realize, I guess. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to the show, the show can't operate unless you're willing to step up. Right. So yeah, sure. I'll be there, but I will be there under these conditions. And if not, see ya. Right. Right. I mean, cause again, you were in a mental health treatment facility. I feel like that alone would have been sufficient to get you out of whatever contractual obligation you had to be at the reunion. So, mm-hmm. or I'm assuming that she was, I think at that point, or maybe she hadn't gone yet, but either way, I feel like you could have said, I won't be there unless I have the resources I feel like are necessary. And again, I would hope that I would have enough courage to do that in that situation. And so we then talk about the rehoming of Graham, which for those of you who don't know, so James and Raquel have a dog together named Graham Cracker, Graham for short, and he's the cutest little golden doodle, I think. But essentially, when James and Raquel broke up, it was actually Raquel's dog. I think she had received it as a gift or received the dog as a gift. And so Raquel took Graham with her in the split. And I think James had seen Graham every now and then or whatever. So the way that she explains it is basically that Graham was super aggressive and was really biting people, uh, bit her mom down to the bone, which is really, and it's Mm -hmm. interesting to me because I have had friends and maybe it's just a Tennessee thing. I don't know, but I've had friends who, when their dog has bitten people more than one time, the dog had to be put down. And so I don't know if that's just in Tennessee or what, but like that was a thing. And so it made me wonder like, okay, if this really happened, I could understand why she would want to rehome him a hundred percent because like, I wouldn't want to tolerate that. That's just wild for an animal that you choose to have in your life. But it also makes me wonder, you know, instead of it going to James, why did you think that adopting him out in that way made the more sense? Because regardless yeah. of whether or not James had experience with a the dog, there were tons of people who get dogs and have no experience with them. And that's part of learning. Also, he had lived with you and Graham for a while. And so right. I'm sure it wouldn't have been a huge adjustment for him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then she said um, also something about (laughs) um, James was the one. Did you say this? That James was the one who trained him to be aggressive? No, I didn't say that. But yeah, she did say that. Yeah. And I was like, wait, like, I highly doubt James was training the fucking golden doodle to be a German shepherd canine dog, you know? Like, he was probably just playing with it. And, like, Graham's a puppy. All puppies bite. 
and like, yes, you do at some point have to be like, okay, no, that's too much. But like, I can't see in any world, James encouraging Graham to bite as hard as Graham was biting. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Dogs on this show. And I think any Bravo show, there's always a history because of just one Lisa Vanderpump loves dogs and so anytime (laughs) that dogs are involved she's gonna be in the mix um so that's always just it's always interesting to me that we keep having issues specifically around dogs but i guess that's why she has cats (laughs) (laughs) and so kind of as we're starting to wrap up bethany asks her you know what would you do differently do you have any regrets and she basically was just like i would have done everything differently but she never explicitly comes out and says any of the things she didn't say i would never have slept with tom she doesn't say i would have lied to ariana or i wouldn't have lied to ariana she doesn't say i wouldn't have lied to my friends and i'm just kind of like do you not feel like you need to say those things or are you not in the place yet where you can still say that this was wrong Mm -hmm. and this is xyz it just makes me wonder because i feel like she has done work a hundred percent that is evident but i still don't think that she has fully processed everything and that's probably because of all the noise honestly i think it's just her lack of brain cells <laughs> i don't know if she'll ever get to the point where she can process i mean honestly and i don't even say that to be funny i think she sh- there are truly some screws loose mm-hmm. yeah yeah i will say it's hilarious that she thought that she would get equal pay to tom and ariana who have been on the show basically since the beginning. Tom, for sure, since the beginning, and Ariana since the second season. Why would you ever think you would get paid as much money as them just because you participated in an affair? She blew up her spot thinking that that shit was going to pay out. And she was sadly fucking mistaken. And like I said, I don't feel bad because I also don't think that even though she went to therapy to like try to work on her inner child or whatever... I still don't feel like she understands, like we just said, the the gravity of what she did. To her, it's just, oh, yeah, we were sleeping together. We cheated. Everybody cheats. And it's like, no, Raquel, that's not the fucking, that's not it, you know? So I think, and, you know, it was her parents also who probably tried to, I feel like, I know we don't know a lot about her parents and the whole situation of her being her aunt's child adopted child it's all a little strange but I feel like they probably told her well the only way you're going back to that show is if you're going to get a payday and if not then you need to find something else to do with your life which makes sense that makes perfect sense because neither would I I would not go back into that after all of this unless I was getting paid exponentially more dollars like a hundred percent so I get that I get it And then when Bethany was asking her, like, well, are you going to go back or not? And she starts kind of talking about some of her interactions with the cast since all this went down. And she said that Lala had reached out to her. She'd heard from Lisa. Lisa and Lala both wanted her back on the show, but she doesn't trust that. And she is confused by it, which, I mean, I get it. Um, she also said that Tom reached out to her via email a couple of times, which I always think it's so funny when people are like, oh, yeah, they reached out to me via email. I'm just like, why? I just wonder. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, and so, right. And so now she's going to talk on, she's going to talk more about it on her new podcast, 
I'll be interested to see what that's called. Um, and she's going to bring on experts to talk more about mental health and talk about this from the perspective of a mistress, which I am just. Because she wow. said it's untapped territory. And I'm like, you know what, Rachel? You are correct. You're so right. No one wants to talk about being the other woman. Sure but no. because you're in a few screws, you do. Hell, I thought like Monica know. Lewinsky barely wanted to talk about that. And she wasn't even the reason that shit came out. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know what, Rachel? I do wish you the best. You have now found a way to make money from this. So kudos to you or kudos, as Ramona would say. And yeah, so that was that was the three parts. It was a lot. What did you or your overall thoughts? My overall thoughts. Last night I started watching Death versus Herd. My overall thoughts is that Rachel is Amber Heard. Oh wow! I, I didn't like, watch that trial. Oh, I hadn't either. But like the what on Netflix, it it weaves a big chunks of it into there. Yeah, and you could. I mean, I don't know. Amber, the way that she was trying to tell some of these stories, the way that she was answering questions, it was just like you're truly acting in this moment. Mm -hmm. And you think that you're doing well enough that the jury's going to side with you, mm. which they did, I think, on one of her counts. But yeah. that's the vibe that I got from Rachel. It's that you are just you. You haven't really. You don't. You still don't understand. You're just coming out and saying something to be able to promote yourself mm -hmm. in in another way, independent of Bravo. Kudos, whatever. Do you? I hope that you think it was worth it. Yeah. It made me wonder about this whole concept of like filming a reality show versus reality itself. And like, I know that there's always like a line of like, well, these things wouldn't be happening necessarily in real life, but because they were in the situation, they happen. And I feel like she is a person I can think of that truly got caught up in that, got caught up mm -hmm. in the whole like, because this is a show, I'm going to do these things that maybe I wouldn't have done in my regular life because it's a show and I'm trying to do a good job. And again, to an extent, I can understand that. But at the end of the day, I still maintain that you always know right from wrong mm -hmm. based on whatever moral code that you have. And so having seen again everyone on the show who had an affair of some sort even just tom and ariana kissing at the gold nugget even that they had to answer for it and so mm -hmm. you expecting that in the reality show part of all of it that you weren't going to have to answer for what you did even though you thought it was all in the name of making a good show that part i still don't quite get and i don't know that i will yeah. And so with that, friends, that's really it. Savage AF thoughts. I said this earlier, and I think Jalen, you also said it too. She's the pageant queen, so she's very well prepared. She has her points all together. I just don't know if it's real. Right. Yeah. Doesn't seem it. Does not seem it. And so with that, friends we leave you so until next week we are going to give you a little bit of a break from us <laughs> uh, but we're going to come at you with some more bonus content 
Until then, you can find us at Savage Reality Podcast on Instagram. DM us if you have questions or email us at realityforsavages at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help the people find us. Stay tuned, and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye, sister. Bye.